Do you remember the first time you heard a familiar voice? I'm not sure I remember the first time I heard the sound of familiar voices like the voice of my mom or my dad or my Aunt Mary singing, Jesus, I'm depending on you. I'm not even really sure if I remember the first time I heard the voice of Jesus. But once you know the sound of familiar voices, once you know the sound of your mother, your father, your child, your spouse, your best friend, you can pick them out of any crowd and you are drawn to their voices. You are drawn to the sound of their voices because you know it and it anchors you and it gives you a place of familiarity and to belong. I remember one time I was in the grocery store with my dad. We, my brother and I, we were little kids and dad was using his made for radio and TV voice in the grocery store. And I heard a child from the next aisle over saying, mommy, mommy is him. He's here. And then that child came over to the aisle that we were in and the child said, see, mommy, look, it's Jesus. <laughs> While well, the child pointed at my dad, of course. And I guess I imagined that the voice of God would be like that in some ways, that it would be big and booming and overwhelming and even more commanding and even more present than the sound of my own father's voice. But the first time I remember hearing the voice of God, it wasn't like that at all. It was like a still small voice that spoke directly to my soul. And somehow I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that it was God speaking in my life. And to this day, it is a voice that always makes me pause. It always causes me to stand still, to listen to it. And on most days, I follow it. Because following the voice of Jesus, following the voice of God, leads us to the abundant life that Jesus Christ has promised us. You know, the sound of the voice of mom saying, don't touch that, don't do that, don't do this, I love you. It directs you, it tells you where you're supposed to go and what you are supposed to do. And God's voice is like that too. We learned that today as we continue our Stranger Things series. And today we are learning from the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 10. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version today. As we follow this theme, wait for it. 
John chapter 10, beginning in verse 1, reads like this. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hears his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger. But they will run from him because they do not know the voice of the strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the word of God for the people of God today. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we have come seeking a word for you from you, O oh God. We have come expecting you to speak to our hearts and our minds and our souls just as you have so many times before. And God, we know that you always keep your promises to us that you are the same. So speak to us again and take this, your servant, hide her behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is seen and everything that is said and everything that is heard, O oh God, comes straight from you. This is your servant's prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. You know, when I read this scripture, it reminds me of the 23rd Psalm. Don't you remember the 23rd Psalm? It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely, 
Surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. We hear very early of a shepherd. We hear very early in scripture of a shepherd who leads and cares for us, who leads us into places of peace and places of abundance, who leads us into places of hope and leads us out of despair. We hear very early and very often in scripture of a shepherd who protects and guides and calls the sheep. We hear very early in scripture that the sheep follow the shepherd, that they respond to the shepherd's guidance and the leading of the shepherd and that they gain peace and safety from being obedient to the leadership of the shepherd. But what happens when the sheep are scattered and things are a little messy and things are a little crazy? And, you know, what happens in the midst of a pandemic that keeps us away from each other physically? What do the sheep do then? What do the sheep do when they have a hard time hearing the voice of Jesus? What do the sheep do? When they have wandered out of the gate and they find themselves lost, alone, and afraid. In the series Stranger Things, we learned that there is a place called the Upside Down. And the Upside Down looks a lot like the right side up, the, the real world. But the Upside Down is scary and stinky and dark and a little maddening. It's toxic. You have to wear a mask to breathe in the Upside Down. And it's easy to get lost. It's easy to remember fear. It's easy to be led by fear. And it's easy to forget that there is always a shepherd who is leading us. When Will disappeared, his brother and neighbor, they went to try to find him and they discovered that their mom has gone a little bit crazy because she's listening to the sound of lights and to a monster that communicates with her through the lights or her son who she believes is communicating with her through lights. It's all a little strange. But this time, Will's brother and his friend, they try to conjure up the monster and all of the strange things because they believe if they can defeat this monster, then they can find the missing Will. But at the same time, Will's mom and their state trooper friend have ended up in the upside down 
And they are wearing hazmat suits and masks, trying to find their way through the darkness of the upside down. They see the debris of their own lives. They see their own fear. They see their own hope. They see their own disappointment in teddy bears and symbols of their lives. And even when they're in the upside down, they can find their way because in the upside down, there is still purpose and there is still a plan. While Will's mom is in the upside down, his brother is trying to conjure up all of the things that have made this happen. And yet the lights begin to speak in a different way. They begin to flash in a different way. And, and he says, that's not the monster. That is my mother. The children of God, we are like that. We can tell the difference between what is of God and what is not of God. If we practice, if we read our Bibles, if we lean into our relationship with Jesus Christ, if we practice prayer, if we practice living the life that God has given us, then we can tell the difference between what is evil and what is God. You know, it strikes me that there are a lot of pretend, a lot of pretend shepherds in these days. Lots of people who want to tell us where to go and how to go and what to do. And they promise if we do it their way, then we will be saved and we will have safety. But if we get quiet enough, and we get still enough and we lean in and listen to the voice that speaks to our souls. Then we know that there is only one way to find salvation. One way to go to green pastures one way to still waters, one way to the place that restores our soul, one way. John 10 teaches us that there will be many who come to the gate, but they will not be able to open it. They will have to jump over or crawl under. They will have to cause some ruckus to enter into the place where God has taken us to protect us and give us strength and peace and joy. Have you ever been at a place of peace and somebody comes in and tries to disturb your peace? 
Have you ever been at a place where everything is going the way you feel like it should be going and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and turns your world upside down? Jesus says that those kind of people are thieves and bandits. They exist only to steal, kill, and destroy. Sometimes I hear God in the little things change lanes. I'll hear that voice say, turn right. I'll hear that voice say, wait. I'll hear it. Don't go yet. I'll hear it. And, and sometimes it's not audible, but you just know that you know that you know. And if you follow that voice, you find out later that you've avoided a multi-car pileup. Or you've just missed a speed trap. <laughs> Or you just missed something else that would have disrupted your life. I wonder what would happen to us if we made it our business to listen to the voice of God. To always be directed by the voice of God and, and, and to let the voices of chaos go their way. The scripture says that when the sheep comes, the gatekeeper opens the door for the shepherd. And the sheep come because they hear him calling. And he leads them out. And he goes ahead of them. He leads them and the sheep follow because they know his voice. So I wonder how they know his voice. Because the shepherd raised them. The shepherd has never led them astray. The shepherd has never allowed them to be hurt. The shepherd has always protected them, guided them, and given them peace. But the interesting is that when Jesus told this story to all that were gathered and were trying to understand who he is and why he was able to heal people, they just cannot understand what Jesus is saying. So Jesus says to them again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the, the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate, Jesus says. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. For the thief comes only 
to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come so that they might have life and have it in abundance. The shepherd may not always look the way we expect the shepherd to look. The shepherd may not show up when we expect the shepherd to show up. And we, the sheep, have a tendency to stray and go into strange places and end up in the upside down. But we can tell the difference between the shepherd and the thief because the thief comes to steal and destroy and kill and the shepherd comes to give life and to give it in abundance. So what does abundant life look like? Maybe it looks like steel water. Maybe it looks like green pastures. Maybe it looks like a restored soul. Maybe it looks like fear disappearing in the face of chaos and evil and corona. Maybe it looks like comfort. Maybe it looks like peace. Maybe it looks like belonging. Friends, we are often in a hurry. We're in a hurry because we have too much on our plates. We're in a hurry because we want out of where we are. We're in a hurry because somebody expects something for us. We are always in a hurry. We're in a hurry to get out of our homes during shelter in place. We just cannot take it anymore. But the word of God is teaching us this week to wait, to wait for the voice of the shepherd, wait for the voice of peace, wait for the voice of direction, wait for the voice of comfort, wait for the voice of healing, wait for it. Wait for it. Because the abundance of life that Jesus has promised depends on it. So, if you have never heard the voice of God before, this is how you can hear it. Ask to hear it. Pray to God that you want to hear God's voice, that you want to be led by God's voice, that you want to be safe and saved and have this gift of abundant life. We have not because we do not ask for it. Yes, it's that simple. Ask so that you might know that you know that you know that you know that it is God speaking into your heart, your mind and your soul. It is God who is leading you. It might even feel like your conscience sometimes or, you know, just something told me not to do that. Or I just felt like I shouldn't go that way. That is the voice of God. And if it's been a long time since you've heard God's voice, 
Back away from the noise. Turn off the news. Turn off the television, turn off the social media and the Internet and get in a place where you can begin to reconnect with God. Sing the praise songs and the old hymns of the church and pray the 23rd Psalm and expect God to be exactly where you left God. And if you are one who hears the voice of God on the regular basis, follow the voice. Wait for it and follow it so that you may dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. For that is where we find abundant life. Gracious and loving God, we're so grateful that you continue to meet us over and over again. We're thank you, thankful for your son, oh God. We're thankful for the sacrifice of your son for us, oh God. And even as we prepare to partake in Holy Communion, Lord, we ask that you reconnect us with the blood and the bread, that you use them as means of grace to draw us nearer to you, oh God, so that we might know and hear and recognize and wait for your guidance so that we might be people who live in abundant life, oh God. Lord, help us to understand that abundance is not stuff, that abundance is not riches, that abundance is not uh, a, a plethora of resources, but abundance is peace, oh God. Abundance is 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 dwelling in your place abundance is following your need your lead oh god we thank you that you are the alpha and the omega the first and the last the beginning and the end we thank you that you are the rose of sharon we thank you that you are the way maker we thank you oh god that you are the master physician that you are the healer that you are the doctor in the sick room that you are the lawyer in the courtroom that you are bumpers when we are getting out of control oh god that you are always with us that you are always leading us and guiding us if we could only listen and wait for you oh god we would find our way to this abundance of life because you would take it right to us to it so lord if we are in the upside down place if we don't know which way is up, oh God, if we don't know which way is front or back, left or right, lead us and guide us. For Lord, we confess that we have a tendency to, to wander away from the gate, to try to do it our way, to try to do it the way we think is best, oh God. So forgive us, we pray. And help us to wait for you. To wait for it. To wait for the shepherd's voice. For there we might find life and have it in abundance. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen.